now arriving downtown Santa Monica Station. Hey Adam, it's time for Notes on Your Notes. I'm Adam Lesser. And I am Joshua Townsend Zellner. This is Notes on Your Notes, a podcast about the creative process and storytelling. And Josh is eating lots of fruit today. Yes, I have satsumi tangerines. It's, you know, it's the end of the season, so I have to really, you know, really enjoy it. Because by the end of January, early February, they're vaya con Dios. <laughs> vaya con Dios. Uh, and what else do you have? You have a fruit I've never seen before. Uh, it's, you know, it's technically not a guava, but, you know, they're known as the pineapple guava. But just the aroma is, like, so beautiful. Am I wrong in saying they smell slightly like bubblegum? You are so correct. So where do you get pineapple guava? Um, at the farmer's market. You can get them any, you know, most stores don't carry them. But, um, where do these grow? Uh, subtropical. Uh, here in California, they grow like up in the Ventura, Ojai Valley area. And does, and it, does it have south. a pit or is it? No, uh, it's all fruit. And then what's really nice, they're kind of small. You can juice them with- yeah, They're um, the size of a large olive. You juice them with like a little bit of uh, apple. Oh my God. It's insane. Josh, Josh has a juice boner. Oof. Oof. Is all I can say. It brings out the flavors of both. Anyway, yeah. So it's... It's, it's a powerful pretty, flavor. Well, you know, it's really important. It's really important to know, like, like what's in season and to be able to enjoy whatever's in season in that moment, you know, for both, uh, for both produce but also for ourselves as artists. So whatever season we're in, we can just enjoy it. We can just go through the seasons of our creativity... Yeah, yeah, like 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 in in the fall, I get to really enjoy pomegranates. And do I pine for pomegranates in 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 May or June? No, because that's not the time for pomegranates. That's the time for strawberries, and I get to mm. enjoy strawberries. You know what I mean? So being present, being real for whatever seasons it in, and enjoying that season to its fullest is key. Did you did you have something to share about that? No, I was just totally thinking about. How I Strawberries? know someone who has a hierarchy of berries. Uh-huh. <laughs> and she's like strawberries at the bottom. Really? Ras- what, what? Raspberries are at the top, then like blueberries, then blackberries. She, she has strong beliefs around around the, the berry pyramid. Well, that's really interesting because strawberries are usually the first berries uh, in, in terms of season. And like the blueberries and the blackberries are, are towards the end. They're more like They're more like late summer. You know, I just... Uh, how, how did she come up with... Is, it's personal, right? It's personal hierarchy. It's not, like, based on any facts. Is it? It's not... No, it's based on her own personal views on, on basically the classes of berries. Oh, my God. I think it could vaguely be related to the fact that she loves raspberries and, as a child, got to pick them in the wild. Oh, that's sweet. Uh, but, yeah, no... But does I, when I bought this person berries, I mm-hmm. always had to be careful about buying uh, anything other than strawberry. I couldn't even buy her strawberries. Yeah, right. Because I was would be, like, no, no. Does she have? A, does she understand this whole colonial thing of like of a caste system and how like it's not like really healthy and how India is still dealing with it? <laughs> and if she's applying the same rule to 
berries it could mean tr- you're not you're not dating her are it's, you? i'm i'm not dating okay. her Whew. and it's uh in that analogy if you think about it strawberries are plentiful <laughs> and they're also the bottom of the cast just saying <laughs> what was that really weird berry you gave me mulberry yeah mulberry oh, aren't those beautiful where do you even get those um again you have to go to the farmer's market actually a regular store like ralph's Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll, we'll have never, like a, a we'll, can mulberry, mulberry. No, they'll never carry them because because they're they're too fragile and their and their shelf life is too short. Um, but you have to get them at a farmer's market or or pick them yourself. My hands smell like pineapple guava now. Isn't it great? Bubblegum. I love it. All right, to get back to Josh's uh, seasonal analogy. To <laughs> <laughs> back to the topic at hand, uh, I would say yes. Let's get to like the real issue here. Let's ground it. Okay. I took uh, a month off writing. Whoa. Wait, wait, I'm sorry, Adam. Could you start that again? Say, forgive me, father, as as the beginning of it. Exactly. There's an enormous level of guilt. Mm -hmm. Felt like I... I've done it before. I didn't feel as bad this time. As I normally... (laughs) This time. (laughs) I felt worse this... I don't know. Yeah, I get sometimes to a point where I've written a lot where... I just feel like it's not, it starts to get not fun. Mm -hmm. And everyone I know goes through this. Some people push through, some people take time off. But I think that what's unmistakable is almost all of us feel guilty. Like we're not doing the thing we're supposed to be doing. Like we're slacking off. Mm -hmm. And uh, we all feel like we're not like, yeah, we're not like real, you know, like mm-hmm. we're not like if you were a real writer, you'd write every day. Yeah. You know, like Hemingway didn't take a month off. Shit like that. <laughs> okay. Unhelpful stuff like that. Yeah. I think there's that, a lot of judgment. Yeah. Um, and I thought because I was experiencing this, let's talk about it on the show <laughs> in real time. I mean, I think that... Well, what you're talking about, what you're talking about is... is in short, a strategy and whether it's conscious or unconscious is what we're first of all talking about. Like, are you consciously taking the, the month off or are you in so much pain and you don't want to, you know, even do it like you kind of lie to yourself and then a month later you turn around, you go, wow, it's been a month. You know what I mean? So like if, if you're consciously choosing a certain strategy to help you, then it's completely different than running on like some sort of unconscious, you know, a downward spiraling pattern that is keeping yeah. you in a certain place. It certainly was not, con- I don't know about the, dis- I can't put my finger on the distinction exactly you're talking about. It was, but I didn't, most of the people I go through, go through this and myself included, do not sit down and be like, okay, I've been writing really well for the last seven months and let's take a month off to, you know, learn how to make pasta and look at the ocean because that'll resource me to come back to my writing in a month or mm-hmm. in two weeks or in one week. Mm-hmm. Um, it's never that conscious. Normally what happens is there gets to a point where going to your desk every day becomes not fun. Pain. There's pain involved. Mm -hmm. And usually there's some component of like, I'm pushing, like I've got this project I'm trying to make progress on and I feel either stuck or it's hard and I'm either not getting sufficient support on it or I need to take a break from it anyways, or there's something, there's usually a pain component. So let's tap into this other In episode. this last period, by the way, mm-hmm. I will say I did come off a period of working a lot. 
Let's tap into that episode we did a while ago, or aired a couple of times ago, which is about spaciousness and pressure, which is basically what we're talking about. It's like, can you show up, if you're in pain, can you show up to your desk in spaciousness, or can you, or, or are you showing up with a high expectation and a single-pointedness? That's what it sounds like. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I, I agree to some extent the more spacious... Josh is referring to our New Year's episode in which we talked about being more spacious in your approach to your creativity versus single-focused. Um, I definitely think that that will make the probability of, of pain and burnout less. Mm-hmm. Because you don't put you don't add a layer of pressure to yourself. Um, I, I I agree with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would say that uh, I don't know if that totally solves the question of feeling like when you're not doing your creative work, you're somehow shortchanging yourself or not doing the thing. There's guilt, or you're not doing. And how you square that with the fact that like how did you get to a place in the first? How did you get in, in the first place? to an area in your creativity where you were not enjoying it and like how did you get there okay i i i have a i have a sensibility here now what we were talking about earlier which is knowing your seasons mm-hmm. as opposed to doing it in an industrial complex um uh industrial revolution factory parallel like factories run 365 365 and if you're growing a crop the crop does not grow 365 days a year it goes through different phases, and within those phases, you have different different expressions. Right. Josh likes the nature analogy. Well, it's based on it's based on the nature of creativity. That's an interesting question. Do you actually think it's exactly like that? That it's like one for one. That like the same way, like you need to make your your farm fallow and grow some cover crops and fertilize. Similarly, if you go back to the well too often with your writing, or whatever your artwork is that you will eventually exhaust it to the point of you will damage the, so- the, the soil of your creativity? Most, most artists that I know and that I work with, and myself included, is that they need to do different kinds of projects at different times. Someone wants, like, and everyone's different. So someone's going to say, hey, I want to do a TV show. And they do a TV show. And hey, I want to do a stage play. Or I want to do a feature. Or I want to work with different artists. Though That's all the same thing as rotating your crops and being in different soil. So when you were an actor, mm-hmm. were there times where you're like, I'm not, like, I need to not be acting for six weeks? Yeah, there are times that I wanted to, I, I did. Well, it wasn't like, you know, Hollywood was like, you know, offering me gigs all the time. But, you know, you do want to do different kinds of projects. Like, you know, sometimes you want to do a stage play and sometimes you're like, like well, I really want to have the pressure of doing a TV show. That would be really fun for me. Mm-hmm. Or I want some more time on a, on a project. So I want to do a feature film. I don't want to be rushed. Or what I really want to do is get a TV commercial. I don't think anyone ever said about the arts, but they wanted that for the cash. You know, so there's all different kinds of... Okay, you're talking about something interesting, which is diversity and creative engagement. Which is the same thing of, of diversity of, of rotating your crop and making sure that your soil is right, well maintained. What I'm talking about is I encounter something else, which is I encounter people who just stop working creatively for months. Well, then you So can, that's what I want to talk about. So like what's they get it, to a point where they're either not enjoying it or they lose focus or something happens. Daniel Day-Lewis. Daniel Day-Lewis consciously takes time off and goes and works and works as a, a shoe cobbler, I believe it was, for a while. And, and he didn't do a, show, a movie about shoe cobblers. But he did do a show, interestingly enough, or a film about, about being a seamstress, or, sorry, designer. Designer. 
and your supposition is like that was helpful for him because it shifted his focus and allowed him to resource himself. So you're saying just shifting. I guess what I'm saying, like you made this distinction between consciously choosing to do different things and right. to take a break, right. going fallow. Yes. Versus as a reaction to not enjoy pain or not enjoying doing your creative work. Or you can say, hey, I'm in a pain response right now. I'm going to choose to go fallow as opposed to I'm in pain. I'm going to do I'm going to run avoidance. You know, I'm going to distract. I'm going to create a crisis in my life so that I don't have to deal with me making a conscious choice of going fallow. I'm saying, no, make a decision, make a choice. Go, you know what? It's winter. I'm going fallow now. So, and if you do it consciously, then you're less likely to feel guilty, maybe? Because it's, it's, it's part of an integrated process. It's part of your process overall. The, the, I mean, in, in, in the cold months, that's when you go fallow. You, yeah. do, you, you don't go fallow in the middle of summer. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, no, I understand. Like, you don't stop working right when you're in the thick of it. Like, yeah. that's something else. That's fear of success. That's Right, like, when, they, when the heat is on. That's right? a personal problem. Yeah. You should probably get a therapist for <laughs> And, like... <laughs> Call 1-800. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Josh and I are available for the bargain basement rate of $170 an hour each. Uh, yeah, no. You're I, so much fun. Got, You're so much fun. I got fun. you. I got uh-huh. you. Uh, do you recommend that when people make that conscious decision that they then say, well, okay, this is six weeks. And I'll come back to it sooner if I want to, but mm-hmm. I'm just giving myself six weeks. And on yeah. today's, you know, today's November 1st, and on December 15th, I I'm got an appointment to go sit at my desk and write again. Yeah. Yeah, well, that goes back to self-awareness. So some people are going to be like, I, I want to make a firm commitment of four weeks, six weeks, whatever it is. I'm going to check in with myself in two weeks and see how I feel. But that's part of self-awareness and saying, this is how I work. But just be very clear that... That if you're going to follow a, a natural process, this is part of it. If you follow the the industrial complex process, there is no, you know, the 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 fluorescent lights are on 24/7. There is no gradation in in, in light. Mm. It's windowless. It's air conditioned. It's kept at 72 degrees, and you just there's no. I mean, I wonder about that. I think Stephen King writes every single day and has for like 30 years. Right, and so he's he's and I'm not putting anyone down for that, but it's a different model. He's going after an industrial complex model. I don't know if that's true. I think some people would say like he's doing really interesting creative work. I'm I'm not I'm not making an evaluation on on his output. I'm, I'm making an evaluation on his process. Right, but I, I guess like for him, he like some people just say, well, like no, he's just more disciplined. He just sits, he gets his butt in the seat, and he works. Right, which is a part of the industrial model. There is no gradation in terms of like, oh, I'm gonna work, I'm gonna work uh, uh, twelve hours a day in the summer and four hours a day in the winter because the light is different. The light is exactly the same, twenty four, three sixty five. I know, but like I feel like there's some people looked at it and say, well. It's worked for him in terms of his full creative expression to work every day. Yes. And I say yes. And because that's appropriate beca- for certain people. Because, because hopefully he's self-aware enough to know that this is fulfilling for him and that's what he wants and he created it. And so I say, good for him. If I was, if I was Mr. Toyota, you know, then, then I want to cre- work with people that make precision auto parts where they're exactly the same all the time there's no variation okay, I, but if i but if i want if i want a artisanal cacao bar then i'm going to go to the you know to to harold harold is the 
one of the people at Original Beans, which is now like the official chocolate bar of Notes on Your Notes. We had him on the show. Uh, or I don't know what has come out yet, so but look out if it hasn't come out. But I feel like I want to just push you on this. I feel like there's a little bit of judgment. Like that you're saying, well, like, yeah, Steve, that may work for Stephen King, but that's an industrial process and that may not have a good outcome or that may not be appropriate like or there's a consequence of that like i feel like there's no no I, i'm yeah i'm sitting here shaking my head the, 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 so you believe there's possibility for people to to maintain that level of daily commitment and do really good creative work that's that's what i'm uh, yes and it's it's different in the same way that Toyota is different than a McLaren. Um, no, not McLaren. Yeah, the, the really the one that Jay Leno drives. Yeah, like the million dollar cars that are handmade. Yeah, and yeah, they're handmade cars. There is a difference between a handmade car and Toyota. Now, I, yes, there's a price difference, and is there some sort of like personal sensibility aspect that that would be fulfilling for me that that's not present? Yes, I, I, you know, I'm going to be real. Yeah, of course, that, that's not my that's not my truth, but I can see other people's truths. And I can say yes for Stephen King or for someone else, Stephen Jake. I mean, you know, some TV producers that are very prolific. And it's about it comes down to self awareness and personal fulfillment. If that's if that fills your awareness, your self awareness is it's a true expression of who you are, and you find it fulfilling, then then there's no one to answer to. You don't have notes on your notes to answer to. It's it's your process. Yeah, I think some people beat themselves up for not being that level of disciplined and committed. Oh my gosh, find out who you really are, have self-awareness, know what's going to be fulfilling, work towards it, find out if it's true or not, and enjoy your life. Because that's what, I mean, as an artist, that's why we're doing this in, in the beginning, is so that we enjoy our lives and we're not working for the man. Yeah. When do you think that it's there's like avoidant behavior going on? Like, do you ever see like, because sometimes I will have friends who they'll just be like, man, I haven't written for three months. And I'll be like, I, I don't want to make a judgment on that duration of time. Maybe they needed three months off. But like, at what point are you like, you know, we, we don't have infinite time here. And if you're right, and if your creative work is important to you, you should. You know, let, let's make an easier analogy. Like the clock is ticking. Like the absolutely. gym. Yeah. Like I want to lose weight. I'm overweight, and my health is not good. Right. You're like, oh, I don't want to do it right now. Yeah, you're never gonna want to do it. But once people start to move again, mm -hmm. some of them do fall in love with movement again, mm -hmm. and so then they start to feel good again. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. How do you know when someone has just gone to a bad place? Well, first, the f the first thing I would ask is is when you stopped, what was going on in your life? Mm -hmm. And was it was it a conscious or an unconscious decision to stop? And then was there some sort of event that was going in your on in your life that distracted you or whatever that was that that helped you get derailed off of your right. purpose? Um, so that would be the first thing that I would ask. And then in relationship to finding it is there's healthy and there's unhealthy. There's you know ultimately we, from my opinion we want an upward spiral. Most people want to grow. And so, you know, are you doing it in a growthful way? Are you showing up to the gym three or four times a week 
and you're making incremental changes? Or are you showing up every single day for seven days, but then get to a point where you're so fatigued and you twist your ankle or whatever, self-sabotage, right? You have a, some sort of event, and then you're not, then you're not able to, I can't go to the gym for a month because I have to get over what I just did for a week. And then you, and then you lose everything. Mm. So the idea is like if, 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 I, if I live in Los Angeles and I have an intention to go to San Francisco, if I get on the 101 freeway and I drive north, I'm on my way. If I stop off at Santa Barbara, if I stop for gas, if I get some food, I may be taking stops along the way, but I'm, I'm always driving north. Mm. I'm not driving south on the 101 going back to L.A., and that's only up for you to decide in terms of you taking that analogy and go, am I truly going north? Mm. They call it the North Star for a reason. Yeah, I like that analogy. Mm-hmm. There's a part of that analogy that which comes to me, which is that you have a larger vision for your mm-hmm. creative self. Yeah, because you can see it. You can go, I'm in L.A. and I want to go to San Francisco. That, that's a larger vision, right? You have, to, you have to be able to see it from above. Yeah, and, and you have to know what north is. Well, absolutely, and like I think it comes down to like, for some people that could, that overarching vision could be like to finish my book or to yeah. do my solo performance or to do my exhibition of my. So if you have that as a vision for something that will be meaningful for you, yeah, I also think joy is a better motivator than discipline. But um, if you can say, well, where is the joy in my work? Except it's not always joyful in my own experience. Most people I know, and so that's like sometimes it's just feels uh but there's also a reconnection process reconnecting to the i'm going to use pleasure and pain so i can be in pain or i can be in pleasure while i'm going through a process so if i can reconnect to the pleasurable part of it even though it may be painful but there's Mm -hmm. still a pleasurable part i'm 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 gonna help myself show up right and I, i i'm just arguing for like the first step being asking yourself what is that pleasure reconnect yeah. It's a reconnection to self, or if you don't want to use those words, we can use fear and love. Reconnect to that which you love. You may hit an area that you have fear, right, and that you don't want to open that door, and acknowledge that and go, wow, that's really fearful for me. So what do I, how can I connect to this? I want to connect to the part that I love. I love making a discovery. Great. So go through the door of love of discovery and keep going. Yeah. And sometimes you also just run up against like, the development of your talents mm-hmm. like writing the first feature script for a lot of people is really hard because structurally they're really challenging mm-hmm. writing a feature script is not easy and so like sometimes they just get to a point where they're just like i can't see my way out of this i can't see the whole narrative and sometimes you have to try to just be a little gentle with the reality that like it's the first time you're doing something it's your first art exhibition you're trying to you're trying to feel your way through it a lot of people tell me that about the novel there's a f- writer whose name i can't recall who says uh when he was writing short stories he could always feel to the left and know where he was and feel to the right mm-hmm. and know where he was mm-hmm. like in space but writing a novel he would feel left and feel right and there'd be nothing there yeah and that's sometimes what really difficult long-form multi-projects feel like yeah and that you know we can talk about getting support and getting help and all those things for that for those sorts of things but to your analogy of you're always driving north it's more helpful to say like, okay, well, what, what's the next thing I need to do to like, what's the next drive I, I need to take? And, and is there any way I can make it enjoyable Yeah. rather than making it yeah. uh, feel like if I don't do it, I'm a failure or if I don't 
do this properly, it's not going to work. Just not a helpful perspective. Yeah. Prioritization, learning techniques, working with support people. All those are external things that, that will need to come to you to help support you along that path. Right. And... It's also staying true to who you are. Some people want to drive from L.A. to San Francisco in five and a half hours, and that's what gives them joy. Mm. So then, you know, don't get a full tank of gas and go. And then other people go, you know what? I want to really enjoy the process of going to San Francisco. I'm going to stop in Santa Barbara. Oh, have you been to that that little place called New Earth Superfoods in in San Luis Obispo? Oh, my God. They have the best yogurt. Mm. You know what I mean? And that's a different experience. And other people are going to take the five. Mm. Yeah, I agree. Well, don't take the five. It's basically what the show is about. For those of you who don't live in California and are not obsessed with the drive from Los Angeles to San Francisco, we apologize. But if you'd like to take it, Josh, we'll take it with you. We can send one, you a Google One lucky Maps listener. The first listener who emails us for this episode, Josh will drive with them to San Francisco. That's right. And we'll stop off in Santa Barbara. We'll go to Chocolate Maya. And then we'll go to New Earth Superfoods, which is in San Luis Obispo. And he'll bring a bucket of pineapple guava. So the whole car (laughs) smells like bubble gum. And life is good. Life is good. This has been Notes on Your Notes. Find us on Facebook and Instagram. Facebook, really, because then you'll get all of Josh's great updates and know when all the new episodes are out. Subscribe on Google Play, Apple Podcasts, and Stitcher. You can leave a review for us on the iTunes store. The sound on today's show is courtesy of Kevin McLeod, and the editing is courtesy of me. We'll talk to you next week. Bye.